Welcome to the Two Black Runners Podcast. I'm Mr. Potsable, your host, always with the brother with the same mother, Aaron Potts, super hot Potts. And we're your favorite two black runners coming at you every single two black, two it's been a minute it's been a minute it really has been a minute this time like we were gone for a week i'm sorry y'all we've been saying 52 weeks we gonna hit 52 weeks straight 52 weeks straight we still gonna hit 52 weeks i can tell you that we're gonna we're gonna make the whole year but ain't gonna be straight we missed we missed a week and low-key and low-key it's my fault low-key what's up y'all i don't know it's been a it's been a crazy couple weeks aaron it's been a crazy couple weeks to say the least like the instagram our instagram got terminated I just turned 21. I actually just had my first race last week. Like, bro, like a lot of stuff's been going. Aaron's been like basically working every single day, every single minute of the day. Like it's it's been a busy couple weeks, bro. And we slipped up last week. We took the L. We took the L, not gonna lie. I used to pray for times like this, to grind like this, and no matter us a guy like this. Hold up, wait a minute. Y'all thought, bro, <laughs> the grind don't stop, bro. Like, it, you know, we having our struggles, we having these battles. But it's all part of the journey, you know, and it's all going to be a part mm-hmm. of the story. And we appreciate everyone that listens in every week and that y'all that you all chose to be a part of our story. Y'all chose to be those people that are the pioneers that tell people one day, like, I remember I was following them when the ID got yeah. terminated and they they were at 5,000. They went down to 200. Now they have 50,000. Like, I appreciate everybody all the day ones as always but this is just another bump in the road and i mean yeah i i feel ashamed i'm embarrassed that we didn't meet our standard of 52 straight and it's gonna be 51 straight but only the real ones are gonna know that it's 51 straight you know everybody else they're gonna be like oh they did 51 52 in a row but the real ones are gonna listen to this pod and they're gonna we're gonna tell the real ones the truth you know what i mean so I appreciate everybody listening in every single week. Just want to start off with that, you know. Wait, what do you mean it's going to be 51? We're still going to do 52? Well, it's not going to be 52 straight, but, you know, I guess it's, it's, not, even, it's not even 51 straight. It's not even 51 straight. 48. Yeah, 48, 48, 48, 48 straight. straight. You know, that's still that's still amazing. And the impact that we, yeah. we've we had on uh, the, running, the running world um, doing these 49 episodes in a row... It's, it's pretty crazy. I was just thinking back, like, you know, I feel like some of the things we've done have been significant, and I feel like we're seeing um, some of those some of those changes in the running community, and I feel like we are, like, we, as in me, Joshua, the, the whole team behind the running report and the listeners, we are uh, shaping, like, this new running culture. So we all have to just keep on pushing pushing together and bringing it to the forefront and we'll continue to see those changes that we want to see yeah and with that said like like Aaron was saying we're still gonna hit 52 and then I think after that I think we are gonna take like a break you're gonna see a little bit uh two black runners for not probably about like a couple like probably like three weeks or something like that we're gonna t- probably take a little break and really just cook up something and come back for season two and come hard because the Olympics are coming up outdoor track is about to start heating up a lot so like it's going to be exciting once we come back but that just being said of like going on to the future we only got three more podcasts left till we 
we hit 52 one year of two black runners our next one has already been recorded it's being edited right now it was supposed to be the one that was gonna come up last week but we didn't get to it it's nigel almost bro nigel almost is gonna be on the podcast next week this man at 18 years old ran 141.7 let me get this right 141 yeah 141.73 number four all time in the 800 it's going to be on the two black runners podcast he runs for oregon track club now he's basically the pride of botswana in africa and he's just going to join us and just talk about some track his journey in 800 and really just all the injuries and things being a young star and being in Africa's Forbes 30 under 30 like the dude does it all like that's gonna be a good podcast I think Aaron I think it's gonna be really yeah it'll be really great I feel like a lot of people hear things about Nigel um you know they hear about his DJing they hear about him at 18 running 141 but a lot of people don't really know him so it was awesome to get a chance to really sit down to him sit down with him and talk to him to talk to somebody kind of somewhat you know in a different realm but like similar to like a aj wilson interview it's where it's someone like they've been on the forefront of the scene since they were were youth you know so i Mm -hmm. think it's always interesting to get into that mindset like how do you handle that because we've seen we've seen that go wrong so many times where people come out of high school or they're running fast when they're 18, it doesn't pan out. Like Nigel Amos, he's been in the game for a while, and some people might think he's a little bit older, but he's 26. He's still young, yeah. he's still very young. He has a whole nother Olympics left in him. He's only 26 years old. So it was definitely awesome to have the privilege to sit down with him and talk a little track and uh, pick his brain a little bit. Yeah, so we're going to play a preview clip into that, and then we're going to get back into the podcast. So let's listen to this real quick for our preview episode with Nigel Amos next week. But did you ever, like, going into that race at, at London, did you ever look at the field and you're like, because David Radisha was just so so hyped up, just everyone in that race. There are so many, so many competitors in that race that you're going to as a young 18-year-old. Were you distracted at all by the competition? that you were facing and did you have an idea that Radisha was going to be going for the world record? You know, I was, I was running on the blank pages. I didn't know anything, you know, and you just run. I was just yeah. run. So yeah, I was in the mode where I just, I'm just going to run, just run how you feel, just go with it. Run on blank pages. As you grow up, you realize you understand the details. Some details get to be good for you. Some doesn't have to be good with you. So as you grow up, wanna be better. You learn the details that you have to throw through. Which one can you use? Which one is gonna going to harm you? You know. So for me, that's 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 the transition. I was I was just there, blank pages. Now I have to pick up the pages and read details. And now I'm learning which details will work for me. Which one can I throw away? Which one can I use going forward? You know. Yeah. Hey, I like that, Aaron. Right on, running on blank pages. I like that. That's that's a that's a that's a fire mantra. It is. Yeah, because really, the uh, and and that's something you can use, like running through life on blank pages. Like, there's nothing limiting you. You know, you're creating you're creating your destiny. It's it's not about the people that are around you. So I think anyone can use that in in all spec aspects of life. Before we go further into the podcast, I think we have to acknowledge just the the terrorist attack, the murder in Atlanta, I think about a week ago now, a little over a week ago now, where three massage parlors were hit, eight people were eight people were killed, 
six Asian women and just the atrocity that we saw out in Atlanta and just the fact of how there's been so many Asian hate crimes over the past year uh, related towards the coronavirus, directly related to xenophobia. And it's, it's just, it's, it's very disheartening coming uh, coming from us and like seeing from this. And we just want to reiterate the messages that you guys have been seeing all around is uh, stop Asian hate. And I would like to go even a step further and like say, let's, let's stop white terrorism because that's also what's happening right now. And th there's so much hate in this world that this it can't just be a bad day. Like, I, I don't think we, we can't take that anymore, bro. That's, that's, that's not what it is. It's definitely deep rooted in that, especially with the hate crimes, but we stand with every single Asian and Pacific Islander person out there that has been feeling this hate, bro. And, and, and we're with you all the way to the end. And it's really awesome just to see the running community respond to this as well. As Aaron uh, put me on and was telling me about how that coffee boy had that running the protest in New York last week, which was pretty awesome to see Aaron. Yeah, no, shout out to uh, running the protest and that coffee boy uh, throughout all of 2020. He has found a way to activate through running, bringing people in his community together um, to protest uh, all of the violence that we've been seeing against marginalized communities, um, specifically in 2020. Everything we saw um, with police brutality and now bringing together blacks and Asians to stop Asian hate. But also, I want to just touch on what Joshua said. Like, we can talk all day about police brutality and just the killing of innocent black and black men, black women, and Asian women. But we, at some point, we got to start talking about white terrorism, white supremacy, and how that fuels this, fuels and continues to see what happens. It's just the same as we saw with Dylan Roof walking into a church and just killing nine people. It's the same that we're seeing right now with this man walking into massage parlors and killing six Asian Asian women. That's not a coincidence. That is terror. That is terrorism. It's it's not just a random crazy person. Um, they're doing that. I believe that is done to put fear into people's hearts and to cause terror. It is what it is. So yes, stop Asian hate, but we got to stop this 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 terrorism this white domestic terrorism that continues to happen in our country and this is not this is not the first time this has been going on for hundreds of years hundreds of years mm -hmm. we never call it terrorism um we call it like a raid or something but it is terrorism you i mean we're attacking american they're attacking American citizens and it's not a coincidence that it tends to be a white person that identifies with national nationalistic ideals. So I think it is important that we call it white terrorism because that's what it is. Yeah, and, and you guys know us, it's, it's domestic terrorism. I, I really feel like that. And just being our podcast and people that have been listening to us it's something that I, I feel like we just needed to address because I it wouldn't be right to be all last year saying, keep the conversation going, keep the conversation going, having conversations about running while black and not stand with our Asians, brothers and sisters that we've 
that we grew up side by side with uh, out here where we grew up as well. So wanted to put that into the podcast. Go out there, y'all, and let's just spread peace, love, and positivity and really just look out for each other out there. There's no reason. Stop spreading, spreading this hate and let's spread love and joy and let's let's get back to where let's get to where we want to be, not where we've been. You feel me? Hey guys, it's Joshua Potts, co-host of the Two Black Brenners podcast, and I just want to take this time out to thank our partner Tracksmith, who has been sponsoring the podcast for almost about two months now. Just really shout out to this Boston-based running brand that has great apparel. They have even better journals, and they do so much great things for the running community. Community on the track, off the track, and overall just a great brand. And they love our podcast, they love our listeners, so they're offering you guys 15% off your first purchase of $75 or more. So go ahead, get you some new gear at Tracksmith. That's tracksmith.com and get yourself 15% off your first purchase of $75 or more. Thanks so much, Tracksmith. Let's get back to the pod. So we got two more podcasts left after Nigel almost and just a lot going on in the runner report. And just for these past couple of times since we just had a podcast, which has been two black runners, there's been a lot of things happening around the oval on and off the oval, bruh, around the running world. And we just want to get into some of that news to really just bring ourselves some up to date tell you guys about some things you haven't heard about and really just go deep and then at the end of the show we're gonna play our new favorite game that we we really like ball start and to go over these big hot takes but first off let's go off let's go around the oval my guy and the one of the biggest news that aaron told me about was the fact that the Olympic Committee is not looking to have overseas fans at the Tokyo 2021 Olympics. I seen this article from NPR actually, and right from the article, the Olymp- one of the people from the Olympic Organizing Committee was saying that based on the present situation of the pandemic, it is highly unlikely that entry into Japan will be guaranteed this summer for people overseas. That's pretty That's pretty big news, Aaron. I didn't really think there's gonna be an audience in the first place. I didn't think there's gonna be a crowd, but now that they're, the possibility of there being one and that overseas won't be coming into play that's that's what what's your thoughts first my first thoughts when i see this is the olympics is happening okay Mm. now that we we're we're getting this information and this confirmation of some of the logistics of the meet like that makes me feel a little bit better it makes me feel a little better Uh like you know it, it it does suck you know it does suck you know I was, I mean, we were, at, we were, we weren't really planning to go Olympics, you know, like we didn't have any plans. If someone was about to hit up, hit us up and be like, yo, we got two tickets for two black I'm runners. Coming. We would have been there. Be there, but like, we weren't I'll really planning. So like, I'm not disappointed in that sense. I mean, I, I am just more happy that the Olympics is planning to have fans, you know? Cause like, I was thinking yeah. in my mind that there wouldn't be a single fan allowed I think it makes a lot of sense though. Like I couldn't imagine a world where Olympics were just normal as possible. So the fact that they're coming out this early and they're telling us what it is, I think that is a positive because if they were telling us this like in July, it'd be like, bro, do y'all really know what y'all doing? Y'all really got it together <laughs> over there? Cause y'all, sh- y'all should have been yeah. able to figure this out a minute ago. You know what I mean? So it just shows, it just, what it tells me is that they're planning. 
yeah and another uh entity that is really planning ahead and organizing everything is ncaa bro the ncaa came out this past week and they have cut down the regional track and field the track and field entries to from 48 to 32 and it was making a lot of waves across twitter across the let's run across everywhere in the running world and people people weren't happy Aaron. people were not yeah. happy just the simple fact that like there's not as many opportunities for these ncaa track athletes than also as well like there's bringing up concerns that this may not be the betterment for COVID in the first place as well like what are your thoughts on the NCAA cutting down cutting down the regionals field from 48 to 32 you know it's it, it it's tough it's tough right now to be a high school athlete or a collegiate athlete you just you don't have many opportunities and especially you know, going through 2020, getting your season canceled. And now with the limited opportunities to go out and race, to cut the fields, it's another hit to our NCAA athletes. And it's going to give some of these athletes that are at some mid-level or smaller schools um, less opportunities. But what it also yeah. is going to do is it's going to force some of these athletes to have to travel and have to risk more Uh to get these times. So NCAA is instituting this rule uh, with the goal of cutting down on COVID protocols, protocols at regionals, but it's increasing COVID protocols at every other meet around the year. Because, you know, if you got a, if you gonna say you got a kid, I'm a guy, so I'm gonna use a guy as an example. Let's say you have a guy, he's like a between a 344, 346 guy. And you think he could pop off on that 343. Now, usually maybe you could run that 344, 345 and make it to regionals. But now, 32, you might have to run 342. So mm -hmm. you're going to you're gonna make sure you get out to Stanford to pull to out to the race that race, even though you're all the way from Minnesota, you know? So it just makes things tougher. It makes things more complicated. And it really doesn't make it easier. It just, it just eliminates opportunities for people who aren't as privileged, to be honest. But how would you feel? I mean, I know right now you're at Mount Sac and you just started running and you're very limited into your opportunities. So I'm curious to see, how do you feel about that, about that Joshua? Well, honestly, like I'm totally like in a totally different space. Like I still don't really know what's going down, but getting the opportunity to run unattached, I, that's the only way that I, I can really uh, run right now or compete. And going out to run unattached, I drove four hours all the way out to Vegas. So that's the same thing that I have to do. The only way I'm be able to be in position to even race is going out of state to Vegas, which is four hours away, or going to Arizona. But even in that case, all races aren't really letting everybody in because it's if you're unattached, they don't let everybody in because they usually just want people that are in that same that same conference or that's that same college as well because they know that they're going to be following the protocols to a T. So just I already know that then traveling is just difficult on itself right now and definitely traveling to a hotel. So yeah, I can definitely understand just the risk of being there. But then also just like looking through Twitter and looking through people's responses. I remember seeing people talking about how like some for some kids like their freshman year once they got to eat like some kids pop off at conference and were able to run what like a 149 and win like the big west conference and got to and got to regionals uh their freshman year and that was really able to set up the whole entire collegiate career giving them the confidence to go back to regionals and stuff like that so i think those 
what's really gonna be messed up for a lot of these kids, those those 12, was it, it's 12, so 16 kids that aren't gonna be able to go. And so like, there's there's gonna be a good, and those 16 kids that it's gonna be either 15 or the steeple or the 100, one of those 16 could have been those freshman kids that would have usually made it like their freshman year and could have been like a phenom and an NCAA champion like senior year. So I think that's just going to be an unfortunate part, but I don't, it's just the irregular, irregularity that we're going to have to live with in COVID because we already knew the opportunities weren't going to be equal anyways because it's it's different everywhere. Honestly, it really is. Yeah, and I'm thinking like, is this, is this just because of COVID or is this the new standard? Like we've seen them the ncaa cut men's teams we already see them trying to make all these cutbacks in track so is it gonna go back to 48 like why go back to 48 when you could save money with this 32 and another thing i think is like for these athletes too like you know there's a lot of people that they see this and they're like i got my indoor time to get me these marks into these big meets to run these times if you're a kid that you know their school doesn't run indoor like you're saying you're a 149 mm -hmm. kid your school doesn't really run indoor it's going to be harder to even like get into these meets to have those chances so you know i don't i just don't want ncaa's to come down to who has had the best opportunities you know it's always going to yeah. be like that a little bit you know but it shouldn't just be totaled down to who has the most privilege based on what school they go to. We want everyone to have as much as a chance to compete and get that exposure, especially if we wanna talk bigger picture and see you know, the person that gets that exposure to go pro or, 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 or get a contract or get that chance or become that phenom. So limiting the opportunities, I don't think it's ever really that good. Do you think that like something like this could somehow raise the level of competition do you think it will make people step up to the plate at all i don't think you can really uh have the stakes any higher than they are right now like for one it's an olympic year it's been an olympic year for the past two years but i know this this uh change from 48 to 32 like this ain't affecting a thing mo like unless she's getting injured like she's she's gonna be there like the top of the top the cream of the crop this isn't affecting them but just it being an olympic year it always makes people run faster like even down to the club level i feel like people are just there's more energy in the air and people want to go get that and then plus on this being this this hibernation of just not having outdoor last season the opportunities to race like people are just even more people are, are slobbering at the mouth to go out there and race outdoor right now yeah. bruh. like they really want to race so i don't think this is going to up the ante at any time of just wanting to run harder and run harder but if it does up the ante of wanting to run harder run harder and run sooner it can definitely i could see it leading to more injuries because more people are going to be trying to just run fast, fast, fast instead of trying to make like a gradual buildup or something like that because they're trying to get that time. Then also just the risk of sickness definitely comes up. So I don't really know if this is going to do the... I don't, I don't I don't see it uh, really up in ante for nobody, to be honest. It, it's Ante's already up. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't think it's necessary to up the ante. Like you said, ante yeah. is already up. And I think... Our NCAA system is also a development system to develop our athletes, athletes of the future. So no reason like, you know, I don't even know. I could look at the list right now and see how many people ran under four 
this year in the mile, you know, and it was an insane amount. So there's going to be some kid that runs like four flat that doesn't make it to regionals, I bet, or something. You know, it's going to be something stupid to where like, yeah, he should have got to regionals and he probably could have ran faster there. So, yeah, let's just hope that this isn't something that is permanent. It's just due to COVID. But, you know, NCAA has been letting us down. So we'll see what happens. And lastly, around the oval, Aaron, let's talk about Alicia Montano and Allison Felix, what they've been saying off the track lately and really just dealing with maternity leave and pregnancy with runners. First up, it was an Allison Felix talking about Nike's recent recent ad that was highlighting the struggle of pregnancy with athletics after her fallout with nike in 2019 for this exact same issue and aaron you have the tweet actually with you as well yeah so allison felix uh saw this new nike ad that was highlighting pregnant women as being athletes in support of them and we all know the story behind allison felix she's with athleta now and a big reason why she's not with nike is because they were policy on maternity leave and they dropped her, which is crazy. Like, Allison Felix, mm -hmm. how many goals has she won? How many Olympics has she been to? Like, four. Like, she is the greatest American sprinter of all time. And they basically said, yo, you got to prove yourself. But after that Nike ad came out, if y'all saw it, it was, it was an amazing ad, amazing marketing. But Allison just had to say, I think you should watch this ad. It reminds mothers that they are athletes. It celebrates mothers, it speaks truth, it's powerful, it's brilliant marketing. I agree with every word in this ad. I also think you should watch this ad so that you will hold Nike accountable for it. So it's important that you listen to the last sentence, hold Nike accountable. Because in the past, this is something they haven't followed through on. Don Harper Nelson, gold in 2008, silver in 2012 has a baby and she doesn't think it's possible for her to continue running and she reports that she's been told by sponsors you gotta prove yourself after this pregnancy she got a gold and a silver y'all she's been the best at the top you know so it's just ridiculous now and it's like what we're seeing it's it, it's just what we're seeing you know um people just hopping on the trends and trying to be on the right side of history and if you want to hop on the trend, you want to be on the right side of history, be real about it. Be real about it. And like Allison said, hold those brands accountable. You know, if we're on here saying stop Asian hate, stop white terrorism, I mean, that means now we are accountable. So hold these, mm -hmm. hold these people accountable. Yeah, and then the piggyback off that for Alicia Montano, she was on CBS this morning, I think like a couple of days ago, this past weekend, talking about her uh, new company and mother and how she's supporting three three uh, mother athletes right now, Sarah Vaughn, Don Harper Nelson, actually, and Alicia Williams and all of them just sponsoring them and bringing them money and endorsing them this year, trying to get to the Olympic the 2021 uh 2021 Tokyo and what's really incredible about what they're doing and how Alicia Montano especially and Allison Felix I really feel like with Alicia Aaron that like what she's doing with Ann Mother and what she's doing with commentating and, and keeping track and everything like what she's doing I just asked like 
as as a human being as somebody in like this social justice place of running just like an Allison Desir I think Alicia Montano is going to be remembered for more what she's doing off the track dealing with maternity leave and dealing with getting these rights for uh, pregnant runners and runners who are mothers she's going to be remembered more for that than what she did on the track in the 800 because i really think like what she's doing right now is super impactful and it's going to change the way for how athletes approach for how female athletes approach running and their pro careers further on because i'm before it was it was a scary like option to have a kid while you're running because you don't know if you'll be able to keep on putting food on the table but now with and mother they're providing those resources and i believe their plan and their practical plan is to continue to provide more resources to more athletes who are mothers and down the road and further on i really think she's gonna be remembered more than just that 800 that she ran like she's gonna be way remember way more than that for sure yeah she's a lot bigger than that than two laps on the track and i think that's part of the reason why she was so underappreciated when she was on the track i think she's going to be one of those athletes that people are going to be like yeah like alicia like you know she was a beast when she was running like everybody like loved her she was a she's a legend you know but we have to remember like when we talk to ajay like a lot of people didn't like her her antics when she was on the track. They thought that she was entitled. They thought that she was running the race wrong, you know? People people were hating on her and she didn't get the mm-hmm. love that she deserved. So I'm happy that she's slowly but surely starting to get her flowers. And I definitely think that she will be someone that transcends the sport of track and field, most definitely. Yeah, she already she's already there. She's already there. Alicia, you need to come on the pod too. You hey. need to come on cop. That would be a great no, conversation. Hey. I, I know it'll happen one day, to be honest. Honestly, it'll happen one day. She's definitely gonna she come be on. busy, but she's gonna come on. That's auntie, okay? That's auntie. <laughs> that would be a cool pod. That'll be a cool pod. But as we get here and we're about to start closing now, this two black runners podcast, just me and Aaron. We want to go around the track a little bit more, bro, and dive deeper into what's been happening in the sport and go through some of the hottest takes that we've been seeing but sometimes you guys know these hot takes i'm just all like bro that's that's a false start that's a false start that's way too soon that ain't happening and that's when we come to our game false start bro aaron's gonna kick it off he got a bold prediction he got a hot take that y'all need to hear because go ahead aaron go ahead first one first one y'all saw ncaa's this weekend Y'all saw what this man's done. And y'all have been hearing me week after week. I've been telling y'all from the get-go, do not play with this man, Cole Hawker. This man don't play. This dude is the real deal. So I'm saying it right now. Remember where you heard it. On Two Black Runners from Aaron Potts, Cole Hawker is the favorite to win the U.S. 1500 at the Olympic trials. Is that a false start? Yes, bro. What? What kind of what? what? Yes, bro. That's a, that's a false start, bro. That's a false start. I know Cole Hawker nice. Ooh. I know Cole Hawker nice. Cole Hawker's nice. He's a great runner. He won Foot Locker. He runs 350. He won the 3K and the 1500. He won the 3K and the indoor mile at NCAAs. Like, impressive. The kid's impressive. He's only 19 years old. The kid's impressive. But like, bruh, let's not discount like 
we got the we got the gold medalist from the previous Olympics still in the field. Who? We got Craig Angles. Wait, who? We got <laughs> we got the gold Matthew Situate. Cilantro. Matthew Situate. Hold on, let me finish. Let me finish. We got Craig Angles. We got Josh Thompson. We got Johnny Gagoric. Like I'm just saying, we can't have this dude just leapfrog everybody in the middle of March and say that he's the favorite to win. It's not a leap. Fifteen hundred meters. Because like, bro, like he's he's great. He's in the picture. There's no denying that. Like we said on the top three takeaways, like this dude. Oregon, they have pros. Cole Hawker is running like a pro right now. Uh, elite level runner. The dude, dude's number eight all time in the indoor mile. I'm like talking about with El Garouge up there, bro. He's crazy. 350 is crazy indoors. But to say he's the favorite to win the U.S. Olympic trials, it's kind of disrespectful. If Central ran 350, if Central ran 350 this year indoor, would he be the favorite? Would he be the favorite? Yes, well, definitely, because he's because he's has the Olympic gold medalist with him. Stop. This man just won NC. This man won NCAA's. What? Okay, cool, cool. This man won gold at the Olympics. Like, definitely, I'm gonna go with that. Like, he has credibility with him. His ethos ain't that big. Let me take you back to school real quick. His ethos ain't that big. Let's let's be real with it. But he got the pathos for you. He got the emotional connection to you because he's 19. Come on, bro. Come on. All I'm saying is, if any on, other bro. pro was doing what Cole Hawker did, y'all all would say he was the favorite. But y'all want to doubt him because he's young. And he's already proven to us that he don't care who he's racing. We saw what he did to Centro. He was right on him. They were in the same shape. But he ran 350. Centro ran 340 in the 15. Now, I, ain't trying to, I ain't trying to roast my man Centro. Uh, Centro, he cool. But right now, he ain't looking like the favorite. You know, people like to say every year, LeBron the MVP, but Joel and B putting up numbers. Okay? So we gonna see what's gonna happen when it's championship time. And all I'm saying is this man is the favorite right now. Do not, we cannot disrespect this man. Josh Kerr just ran 335, bruh. If Josh Kerr was American, he'd be the favorite. And what you know what 335 convert to? Around like a 351. You're not even 350. So all I'm saying is we got to stop disrespecting Cole Hawker, okay? Nobody disrespecting him. Stop. No one disrespecting him. He's definitely in the conversation. He definitely in the conversation. The man's going to be his first He is the conversation. He is the conversation. The 1,500 runners need to step up. That's all I'm saying. Y'all need to step up. You know, y'all going to come at me, but don't come at my boy Cole. But I got a bold statement for you too, bro. Actually, I don't feel like this is that bold. I don't think this is that bold. But this NAU cross-country team, the dynasty that they're on, this four out of five championship victories for these cross-country lumberjack men, are they they're the greatest cross-country dynasty that we've ever seen? Like, am I am I wrong, Aaron? Am I wrong? I mean, that's a hard one. We got we got we gotta go back in time. We gotta think about Arkansas. They got eleven championships you know we gotta think about teams like that um other that i mean show i mean we gotta think about oklahoma they got they had they got like two or three within like a a four-year period so let's see how long this lasts but i cannot say you're completely wrong because their recruiting class i feel like they've had like the strongest recruits i feel like nau has got into the level of Oregon in recruiting. Like, oh, usually definitely. Oregon gets everybody. Like, if you're fast, you're going to go to Oregon because you know you're going to get a contract 
everything's gonna work out. And NAU is to that level now. Like it's Oregon on the for sure on the men's side, it's Oregon and NAU. It's like where are you gonna go? And it might just be dependent on what event you do. And Aaron, this, this is this is what I'm gonna say too. Like they're, I, I know it's hard. I know it's hard to say they're the they're the greatest cross country dynasty ever. It's hard to say that because Arkansas has that 11 championships. Like that's wild. But let me let me put this stat in there too. No team has ever won four straight. So the max a team has one straight is three, and that's happened like a couple times. O- Oklahoma State did it, like you said. Arkansas's done it. I think Colorado's done it. Wisconsin's done it. A lot of teams have won three straight, but no one's won four straight. NAU hasn't won four straight either. But this is what I think can happen, Aaron. I think NAU will win again because the cross-country championships are going to be this fall. Hopefully, everything goes wrong. Everything goes right with COVID. They'll be this fall again. And you already know, Nico's still going to be fast. Luis Guajalva probably won't come back. Blaze Friar will be gone. So, Abdi Hamid and Nico are going to finish, like, top five. Let's let's get that hey. straight. Then if, Nick, if Nico stays for one more year and Abdi Hamid comes back for the next year, like, they're probably going to be one, two. Like, come on now. So, I think if they're able to win these next two years and basically go, like, Jordan's Bulls, like, have that one break in between year with BYU upset them and they have the bad day and get these two back to back i think you gotta say they're the greatest cross-country dynasty of all time if they can go on another three three uh three uh championship win streak but especially bro i think this is the start and we're in the middle of michael smith becoming the greatest cross-country coach of all time i think his dynasty is in the midst of it right now and then once the nau women get up to the top and finishing the top three and get their ncaa title I think it's I think it's eventually gonna happen, bro. I think the women are getting better every single year. They finished seventh this year. They were even the whole entire team wasn't even there last year and finished seventh. He's on his way and he's gonna be great, bro. Yeah, Mike Smith has definitely put his name in that conversation with other great coaches like Mark Whitmore, like the Andy Powell's, like the Andy Powell's of the world. Like he he is a name. He is a name now. And he's gonna go down in legend. And he inherited something great with the team that he got at NAU. But he has definitely shown that he's not just riding off of Hines, of Coach Hines. Like, he's shown that he's transformed athletes. And he's made so many people better. Like, when he came on, I saw this thing Tyler Day said. When Tyler Day said, when he came onto the team, he said, I'm about to make you into a monster. I want you to be beast at every single event. And that's what he did. You know, Tyler Day ended up getting the indoor 5K record at one point. Like, any race he was in, he could go off. And, yeah, Mike Smith is definitely etching his name into history. And I think he's going to become, like, a Mark Whitmore, uh, Andy Powell. uh, What's another name like that? Uh, of these distant coaches distance coaches I think he's gonna be up there with like the goats uh Dave Smith at Oklahoma like I think he's gonna be he 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 is already he's one of those names most definitely most definitely and transitioning I got one I got one more I got one more for you one more false start and this is a good one you know NCAAs just came up uh sometime last week and it, it and it it was crazy. We saw some people do some crazy things, but one thing I realized is 
a thing mo is this a false start now tell me this is a false start a thing mo isn't the most dominant athlete on her own team now we know we did her she, she did her thing she got second in the eight i mean she got second in the four and she came back in the four by four and ran a 49 split but there's wow. this other girl on the team tyra giggins tyra oh. giggins won the hep came back won the high jump and then took third in the long jump and scored a total of 27 points bruh she put the team on her back back and they took second overall now we've been talking this whole year about a thing mode this a thing mode that but she ain't even the most dominant athlete on her own team is that a false start bro that's hard that's hard but whew, that's hard, man. That's really hard. Cause when you look at a thing, Mo, you're all like, bro, she broke, she ran the fastest time in NCAA history. Like indoor, outdoor, nothing. That's true. In indoor, ran 158. Crazy. Broke U20 world record. That's so true. She did that. And she's running a 49 on the 4x4. People are talking about right now, can a thing Mo be on the Olympic 4x4 team? And she's an 800 runner. We haven't seen that since like 2000 with Gerald Michaels. Like it's been a long time since the 800 runner was on a 4x4 team. So for her to be saying, doing all that and stuff, but like without a doubt, Tyra Giddens is the best athlete on the team. She does the pin, she does the pin. She does high jump, jab, shot, she could, runs the eight too. Cause she, she be can be on a 4x4. What can she, we gotta look up her 4x4 PR. <laughs> But is this a false start? Is a thing Mo is a thing Mo isn't the most dominant track athlete on her team. That's not a false start, bro. Tyra Giddens is a beast. She's a beast. She's a beast. Tyra Giddens is a beast, bro. I'm sorry, I think Mo, you're a beast too. I think you guys both know how good you guys really are, and it's really like you guys are a tandem. That that's it's it's crazy that Arkansas was able able to beat y'all. To be honest, like because you guys are really a one-two, a two-headed monster. But Tyra Giddens is definitely a more dominant NCAA track athlete to be able to win the pentathlon. She did three events, bro. I think Mo can't do three events. And, like, and Tara Davis has to jump the into the best jump ever to make sure she beat her. True, true. So like, I don't. I, I think Mo can't do three events. She could try, but I don't think she could go to NCAA outdoors and run the eight, four, and four by four, or even indoors. I, I don't think that's possible. Try that. I don't know if she could win all crazy. those. I don't know if she can win all those. I think she can do that. Tyra, but we'll see. We'll see. That would be that would be insane. That would be insane. But you know what else has been insane, bro? And it's our last prediction, bro. I ain't sure to tell me this is a false start. Because over these past couple of years, we've been seeing these people, Tar Davis and Hunter Woodhall, their relationship. One was in Georgia, one was in Georgia, and then one was in Arkansas. Uh soon enough now, Tara Davis is at Texas, like you just mentioned. She jumped indoor, long jump american no she jumped the indoor collegiate record in the long jump number is six all time for us as well hunter woodhall he's a double amputee he just went pro as well out of arkansas like they're doing big things they have a youtube channel with over 213k subscribers hunter woodhall Yay. has 2 million followers on tiktok wait tara davis has <laughs> what star davis has a, a 118 
k on tiktok like they're big time they're big time but my bold prediction bro and my bold statement is that tara davis and hunter woodhall are changing the game how ncaa track and field athletes will brand themselves how they'll record themselves on social media they are changing that game right in front of us and some of us don't even realize it did you say is that a false start two million bro he has two million followers on tiktok he's nice the game has been changed that's definitely not a false start that's definitely not a false start i need to check out their their vlog i saw the most recent one is amazing but they definitely are what you would call a couple goals for show power couple they're definitely couple goals they're a power couple so you know praise goes to them like y'all killing it both at your own craft too hunter going pro tyra we all know the talent the talent that she has and you know it's awesome to see it's all coming together for an olympic year uh for for both of them so big things ahead of them like i don't even know if y'all need a sponsor from what y'all doing y'all need to be able to like this is why they need y'all need to be able to monetize because it brings so much attention to Texas. I'm assuming now that I think I think Hunter had something. In I think he had a company while he was there, but he wasn't like using his likeness. But now since he pro, this man has to be getting like I don't even know if this man's sponsored. You don't even need, yeah, like you said, he don't even need to be sponsored, bro. He's sponsored by YouTube, TikTok. Like for really? real, he can make money off of TikTok, really changing the game for track and field and being that like face for sure and doing it for someone that's a double amputee, like it's pretty crazy because he 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 fast too like he can run with able bodies and i think that's really it, honestly it's just gonna it's gonna be really interesting to see where their both their career goes because hunter like he's gonna be a, a force in in like the paralympic game and and eventually well he already is and just like the normal game as well and then tara davis is slow slowly but surely moving up the ranks every single year and she's reaching that potential that we thought she had when she was at agora hills in california like she's getting up there bro yeah and i i just want to say too man both of y'all if y'all are listening we need y'all on the podcast like both of y'all together like i was i mean we've always wanted both of y'all like either one of y'all would be great but together we need another couples we need another couples podcast for the people in relationships you know we want to you want we need y'all on here to to give these young people some advice you know so that's my that's my pitch that's my pitch Ooh, ooh, ooh. that would be nice that would be nice that's a good place to leave off too that's a good place to leave off for the two black runners podcast episode 49 bro thank y'all for tuning in i know it's been hectic for the past couple weeks here on the podcast i feel like just not releasing on time and everything like that but we're gonna get back on track for these last three episodes to just give you guys the best content that we possibly can but y'all know where to follow us y'all knows where to where we be but actually one more thing i know we're all over the place my bad my bad i gotta shout out i gotta shout out this one person risley i think that's how you pronounce it risley who left a review read it on read the it. podcast Risley said, the Potts brothers bring a necessary and captivating perspective to the running podcast scene. They engage fresh voices and prepare well for their interviews, and they're fun to listen to. If you listen to just one running podcast, make it this one. Highly recommended. Five stars by Risley, bruh. Come on. She's a real one. She's a real one. Yo. Yo, shout out to Risley, bruh. 
Yo, real okay. one, real one. Yo, I, I, I'm not gonna. I appreciate that you said we prepare well for these interviews. I appreciate that, like straight up, because we be coming up with the rundowns. And I mean, it's like we ain't got lines or nothing. It's really all systems go. But we, we, we do, we do put some effort into thinking about what we want to talk about and where we want this, uh, want these interviews to go. So. I appreciate you really calling that out, like straight up. I th- thank you. Yeah, we like Adula Muhammad. When she said in her podcast, she runs with attention. That's what we do. We do our podcast with attention, episodes with intention, everything. Well, some things do just be off the cuff, but it, it's definitely everything is intentional. Trying to bring you guys best content where we ever can. And really, who's really making that possible and helping that make that possible too and helping us stay stable and motivating us is Tracksmith, bro. They're offering you guys 15% off your first purchase, $75 or more. Like, come on, y'all. Get on Tracksmith. Use the code CULTURE15, and y'all can get some Y'all can get some free stuff. Like, come on. And make sure you guys follow us on Instagram as well, at 2 Black Burners, because a new a giveaway coming soon. A giveaway coming soon. Another yes, one. Yes, that's what I was going to say. For our, our next giveaway will be sometime in April, and we will be giving away two gift cards. Now, the first time we only gave away one, dos. we will be giving away dos those gift cards we will make it more interactive you will have to be on ig live there will be more details to come but just want to say thank you to our sponsor tracksmith for believing in us y'all been a day one you're our first sponsor and the fact that y'all recognized what we were doing and wanted to align with us and partner with us we really do appreciate that and we will never forget this and we're just we're just getting started so Shout out to Tracksmith for everything they've done for us. Um, you guys should check out the check out the website. They have some really cool gear. Um, everything's very breathable, very stylish, and yeah, you can use that discount code Culture15 and get fifteen dollars off your first purchase of seventy five dollars or more. So if you got a birthday coming up for your boyfriend, for your girlfriend, for your mom, for your dad, go on there hook them up and then use that use that discount culture 15 and hook them up you know like uh spring is coming up summer's coming up give them a nice little short sleeve get them some short shorts i know some of y'all are slacking on your new year's resolution so you know how you can get motivated buy some running clothes mm. and don't just wear them on their house too don't just wear them on their house go out go show out. the roses feel me show them all the show off those legs boy come on <laughs> Shout out those dies. Let's Whoa. get it. Let's get it. Hey, thanks for joining us though on Two Light Runners Podcast, bro. See y'all next week with Nigel Almost. Uh yeah, have a good one, y'all. Have a good one. Yes, sir. And if you listen this far into the podcast, remember, you always will be a day one. And we appreciate all the support we get from you from the bottom of our hearts. So we'll see y'all next time on Two Black Two. Is they <laughs> all right, peace. Let's get it, y'all.